Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of our Conversations with Coaches on the Turd Ferguson Report. I am your host, Art Mosley, here with someone uh, very local to the area from where I'm from, uh, Coach Jim Teeter, the head coach of the Sequoia Chiefs. Coach Teeter, how are you doing this afternoon? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Coach. Coach, uh, one of the things that's uh, – I'm going to jump on this right away. I know we, we saw each other in passing earlier this summer. Uh, your field was all torn up. The county's putting in a new uh, turf field, uh, a new uh, artificial turf field surface for you. How is that coming along, Coach? Um, I think it's coming along fine. It's just I think they're a little behind. Uh, we've been told that everything will be squared for our scrimmage against South Forsyth on August 10th. Uh, I do know all of us are getting a little bit nervous because uh, that is getting close. Uh, but when I left today, it looks like finally all the machines are off the field. It looks like all the gravel's been compacted, and it looks like they're about ready to get started laying the turf. The turf is there. It just hasn't been installed yet. Well, well ho- hopefully they're moving in the right direction. I've seen some of the uh, the mock-ups uh that uh, AstroTurf has put online. It looks like it's going to be a, a, a really good setup for you guys when it's all said and done. Yeah, no, I think uh, everybody involved is uh, really happy and will be really pleased that we have it. Um, I just know in the past, <clears throat> excuse me, it's if it rains, it's just been a problem for us because we have to practice up top by the tennis courts, and it just really just becomes a swamp for two days. So to be able to, after a rain, just be able to walk out and go to practice um, and not have to go in the gym will be a, a blessing. Absolutely. Coach, tell us a little bit about your coaching history. Where did you get your first start, and uh, why did you get into coaching and teaching, and uh, which coaches influenced you the most? Um, I started out in West Virginia. I went to Glenville State College and played for three years and just decided after my third year I was a little bit tired of playing, so I started working at the local high school there. It was actually in Glenville, West Virginia, but the school was Glenville County High School. <laughs> um, worked with them for a year, and after that year, uh, I graduated, and my actual high school coach had moved to Tallahassee. And when he would come back to West Virginia to visit his family, he would come see me and got me into coaching in Tallahassee. I started uh, at Rickards High School as a 22-year-old defensive back coach at Rickards High School. And probably if you ask who had the most influence on me, it would be him. His name was Mike Hickman. Again, he was my high school coach in West Virginia. And then at Rickards for three years, he just kind of let me develop on my own and, and helped me become a really good coach. He was a person you could lean on and talk to uh, about anything, football, life, whatever, and, and was really good for me. And I was his defensive back coach for two years, his offense coordinator for a year. And then I moved across town to Godby High School for three years and was the offense coordinator there. And then after three years, became the head coach at Clay High School in Green Coast Springs, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there for nine years. It was a great situation. Um, it wasn't a situation where we needed to leave or anything, but just pay in Florida wasn't great, so we decided to make the move to Georgia and interviewed at Dunwoody High School and got that head coaching job for seven years and did really, really well. Um, it was great for it was a great situation working-wise and everything, but we didn't live in Dunwoody, so it was kind of different for our family. And we had actually moved up here in Canton for two years, my last two years while I was at uh, Dunwoody, and just decided if anything had come open up here, we'd really like to be up here because it would be good for our girls to be able to be around the people they go to school with. Mm-hmm. So you know, luckily Sequoia came open, and then you know, 
kind of gets us where we're at now. It's been hard to believe, but it's now 10 years. Um, and it's been a great situation. We have great players. We have great kids, good parents that to work with. We have a really good administration. And Mr. Berman, who's leaving, and then the new uh, Van Ostein, who's coming in, I think is going to be really, really good for us also. Um, but, you know, Coach Hickman had a, a lot to do with me. And then there was a gentleman I worked with at Tallahassee, too. His name was Al Blizzard, uh, who really kind of guided me, too, when I first got there. Then I've always had some really good assistants that's worked with me that's really helped me along the way. So it's really made me enjoy what I've been doing. I've been doing this for 30-plus years now. Very, very good, Coach. Coach, I don't, I'm not sure. When you were at Clay High, did you have a, a player by the name of Shannon Asbell? Did, did, does that name ring a bell yep. for you? Yep, Shannon Asbell was my running back my first year. Uh, Coach, quick quick story. Uh, I played basketball at Stanton Prep down in Jacksonville. I think we had kind of uh-huh. talked about this in passing. And uh, you, uh, back then, there were two uh, two what we would call, I would call monsters, Mike Gibbs and Willie Presley. Six, I think they stood six eight and six ten. And Shannon Asbell comes down at half court, uh, and I'm I'm guarding Mark, uh, uh, Mike Gibbs, and it's a mismatch to begin with because I'm six two and he's six eight. But Shannon comes across half court. And I'll never never forget this. He kind of throws the ball up, and I'm I'm thinking in my head, why is he shooting a shot from from half court and before i know it here comes mike gibbs and uh my, as my brother says the best thing that ever happened to you was shannon asbell made that shot because mike gibbs is going to put you on a poster so uh very very athletic kids down at clay high um uh in the in the uh early uh mid 90s so um uh not sure our, our pads cross for sure but i was <laughs> i was playing against some of your from some of your former players down there at clay um Coach, back, back to football though. How have your off-season workouts gone? What's the most important for you? Most important part uh, of summer uh, in terms of your team's development? Um, workouts and everything with twenty-two-seven-on-sevens, all those things, I think have worked really, really well. Our kids have been enthusiastic. They've worked really hard. But the biggest thing for us was to develop some chemistry and find some holes to, that we needed filled. Um, we have some line spots that we needed some feeling on, and we, we went to a contact camp at, at uh, Pickens, and the kids we plugged in seemed to do really, really well. We're trying to find enough depth. I think that's probably a problem for everybody, mm-hmm. is just having enough depth to uh, get through a game. We're, we're not a team that's two-platoon and has a bunch of kids where we can do two-platoon. We have probably seven kids that kind of go both ways. Mm-hmm. So we worked really hard on the conditioning. We worked really hard on finding some people who can spot play and give us some some plays to give some people some rest. Um, but those are what I would say the most important things for us. Mm-hmm. Coach, are you involved in the middle school program or the feeder team? Yes. Um, we do a lot of uh, off-season camps, a lot of clinics for our coaches. We'll meet, start meeting into January, 1st of February, and we'll probably meet till the end of March or April. And we'll do like an every Tuesday where we'll do clinics for them. The coaches, all their coaches will show up, and we'll do offense defensive clinics. Um, we do some clinics, some speed training stuff for all the middle school players in the summer. And then every day, <coughs> every day after practice, because we're fortunate that they practice right there on our practice field. Um, so because today our offense will stay after our practice for 10 or 15 minutes, walk around from group to group, see if anybody has any questions on things, and then the defense will do it the next day. Uh, we try to be as involved as we can. My wife and I are at every game on Saturdays, especially the home games. We'll stay up there from 9 o'clock till the last one's over. Um, I just think it's really, really important for those kids to see you and get your face and your name. And mm-hmm. the same for us with those kids. 
Um, so we have a really, really good relationship with, with all of them. Um, we also have a couple of coaches in the, who now and also in the past their kids have played there, so that's also helped us a lot. Good deal. Coach, what are, you, what are you all looking for the most this upcoming season, whether it's you, your staff, or your players, or anything in particular you're looking for going into this season, looking forward to going into the season? Um, I just, again, kind of for me, it's the, it's the chemistry and the togetherness. Um, I'm looking for our kids to kind of continue to grow. I thought, you know, we left the wing team for two years, and we, we struggled a little bit with the other offense, and we're finally back at home in our wing team. And it's just, uh, it, for us, we're trying to make sure we still got a grasp on that. We've spent a lot of time with Ryan Hart this summer trying to learn some things. So we want to make sure the kids have uh, got a hold of all that and how understand what's going on. And, you know, based on today's practice, it might want to be one of the best first days practice we've had in the 10 years I've been there. But we're just really looking forward to this group of kids and seeing what they can do and how they can continue. Good deal. Once again, ca- talking with Coach James Teeter, the head coach of the Sequoia Chiefs, uh, region six, six, a coach, uh, what you, you mentioned some, you mentioned depth, but uh, what, what is that the biggest challenge for you? Is there something else that, that you and your staff face this season coming in, coming into 2018? No, it, it's probably the depth. I mean, there's some positions where, you know, one, we're, we're starting a young man who may be his first year playing varsity football, but the guy behind him is a really, really lot younger and less experienced. And so we're just, you know, really worried that we're players short of being really having a hard situation to either offensively or defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've got to find some depth on the line. A lot of our linemen go both ways. And, you know, like most people, a lot of our skill kids do also. Um, so it's been the depth thing. I think we looked at when we played Marietta in the spring, we had seven kids going both ways at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So we we got to find a way to get some kids who can just spell us a series, spell us a play, spell us a, maybe two or three drives to be able to give those people a rest so we can kind of be around in the fourth quarter. All right. Coach, uh, can you give us some of the names that, that maybe folks need to be familiar with from, from the team this season, uh, whether <laughs> offense or defense? And, and even with that, uh, Coach, I'm going to wrap this other question in here. Uh, 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 players that could be headed for a breakout or a, bi- or a big season for you. Yeah, um, players have played a lot last year who we think should be continue to progress would be Corey Payton, our quarterback. I'm very biased in this county to Michael. I think my quarterback's the best in the county. I don't think there's anybody else in this county that can run what we do. He is a wing quarterback, and he does a great job running it. Um, and he probably gets a little bit of a black eye sometimes because of what we do, but he's as good as any spread quarterback there is. He can read, he can do all that stuff. He can throw it, run it. I mean, he's just a, a really good leader for what we do. Um, Jackson Smith, who split time with Cameron Gales last year at fullback. Uh, Jackson just won our Iron Man for his work over the offseason. Um, we'll start at fullback force and do another great job at that. And a newcomer would be Miles McGee on offense and defense. Uh, Miles played as a middle schooler. Um, we lost him as a ninth grader, got him back out last spring. And, I mean, he looks awesome right now. He played – I take it back. He played last year, but he played sparingly because he lost that year of development as a ninth grader. But um, in every seven on seven we've played, I mean, he is hard to cover offensively and then does a great job defense. He had a pick in the uh, scrimmage against Marietta. Uh, Christian Hodgins will be another young man who will play some at wide out, but he also started outside linebacker, who a year ago we may not have said would have been that kid, but he's kind of worked himself into being a a much better player and has a chance to start both ways. 
Cole Jacobs at corner. Most everybody knows Cole. He's a legit four three seven kid. Um, great hands, good speed, uh, plays wing for us. DJ King, who we got back out a year ago, will start for us at safety and at wing. <coughs> Emmanuel Jenkins, who will start for us at corner. He'll play a little bit of Y out for us this year. Um, but everybody knows Manny's got about 16 different offers. Um, he could be one of the best players since I've been there to ever come out of the school. Um, but I'm glad he's been able to help us a little bit offensively. He's had a great offseason. Uh, I think he is also – most kids, I don't know how they handle recruiting and stuff, but I think he's handled it really, really well. He hasn't let it get in the way of his development. and He's continued to get better as the recruitings went on. Um, Adam Selva uh, will be at linebacker. A returning, uh, could play inside of college, could play outside of college. He's got great hips, good speed, and is just just very, very physical. Um, big Alex Majid, 6'4", close to 300, playing tackle. He's been getting some looks from a lot of colleges, small colleges. Um, but had a great year from the middle of the year on and just started dominating people and then became the offensive lineman of the year for the gridiron. And then some kids who I think could break out, uh, Colton Haney, who didn't play varsity a year ago, but is one of those kids who just kept telling, look, if you'll continue to play JV and, and persevere and keep pushing yourself and making yourself a better player, things will work out, and it has. And he'll start to tackle where I think he looks really, really good. Nick Balance has started center for us. Uh, another kid who didn't play varsity last year, Wyatt Hampson started three games at guard, will return now at guard for us. Jordan Bowers had a, a great year last year at defensive end, um, went out to in sacks. Grant Gibson split time with Justin Lingerfeld a year ago at linebacker. will start this year beside Adam and had really a great spring. Connor Johnson could be probably overall the best lineman we have, but may get overlooked a little bit because he's right at six foot tall. He can run. He's strong. He also plays the three technique players and defense. is really, really good. Um, Jaden Mitchell will be a sophomore that will get some time for us. He'll play some safety, play some fullback. Um, many people might know his brother, uh, Trey Mitchell a few years and years ago. Um, and then the other last one probably would be Spencer Clark, who started for us at Nose last year, returns at Nose, and has gotten a lot more, lot stronger and will be very good at Nose at return. So those are probably the kids I'd give you the most. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a great list, Coach. Um, right. Obviously, being, me being uh, uh, on the coaching staff of the basketball team, familiar with a lot of those kids, uh, can't say enough. Uh, about most of them, but uh, your sophomore, Jaden Mitchell, uh, the special athlete. Um, I had a chance to coach him last season on the freshman basketball team. Just a special, special athlete. Uh, so hopefully they're good things, for not just for him, but for the rest of those guys uh, and, and for your entire team this season. Uh, coach, I know uh, we talked about this before. That, you know, you, I understand the next game is the most important game for you, but just in terms of the, uh, of the community, are there any rivalry, rivalry games that, that are big games for you guys? But for us, I mean, everybody knows that Creek View and River Ridge are, are huge. <clears throat> you know, obviously, we're, like you were saying, we, we kind of right now are just focused on South Forsyth. You know, it's a scrimmage in Cherokee. Cherokee's always going to be a huge game. I think the other two may have a little bit more just because they're also counting region. And then, you know, within our region, everybody knows that Dalton, Altoona, and Harrison are probably the big three that the rest of us are all shooting at and gunning at to try to get as good as so we can try to have a chance, um, but I would say if you're going to say rivalry, then Cherokee, Rivers, Creekview would be the three. Mm-hmm. 
Coach, uh, let's, let's switch gears and, and, and talk about you, memories. What's, what's your best or favorite, greatest memory as a coach? Um, there's probably a few. My first year here at Sequoia when we finally made the playoffs, I mean, it, the first three years uh, with the changeover and the other two schools, uh, River Ridge and Creekview being built, the schools had gotten hit twice in four years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes, and what most people don't know, it, it takes a little bit of time to come out of that. Probably the first year we made the playoffs with that group of kids. It was a group of kids who, middle school-wise, hadn't won so too much. But to be able to see their senior year kind of turn everything around for us, where we started, you know, we've been at West Five the last six years now. And then, you know, my last year at Dunwoody was pretty special. We went 12-0 and up until the 13th game. We lost to LaGrange in the third round. And then at Clay, it would probably be the same thing. At Clay, we started out a little rough the first three years, and then the fourth year, made the playoffs with a group that people probably probably wouldn't have. It was ironically the same thing here with a seven and four record. Mm-hmm. Um, those things like that, being able to see a group of kids who maybe in the past in middle school or CYFA, those things maybe I've had a lot of success finally get to have success and, and experience that. Very good. Coach, um, if you weren't teaching, what, what career would you have chosen? I'm not real sure. I think I would still try to be involved in something where, I'm around kids. I really like being around kids, and I enjoy being a part of that. And I really like, you know, I enjoy the times when the players come in my office, just sit around and talk about things other than football. Mm-hmm. Um, those things are probably mean more to me than some of the other stuff. So I would probably do that or something that I was involved where I am around people mostly all day long because I'm doing that. Very good. Coach, a couple more questions for you. Once again, talking, speaking to Coach James Teeter, the head coach of the Sequoia Chiefs. Coach, uh, what do you want your legacy to be when you're finished coaching? Um, probably that uh, was a person who treated his players with respect, um, helped to build character, helped to build them into young men who were good people within their community. Um, you know, obviously we all want people to look at our program as a program that is well run, um, well respected by others. Um, I think sometimes in our profession, scrappy, a team that is scrappy is, is a good comment that, um, but I'd like people to look at us like that. But most of all, I'd like people to, to look at me as a guy who really cared about his players and cared about how they be developed and what happened to them later in life, um, more than just wins and losses, I guess. Everybody wants to win, everybody wants to lose, but I think sometimes we have to try to find a way to help these kids become better young men. Absolutely. Coach, I, I appreciate you uh, your time, taking the time uh, this afternoon. I got one more question. I, I hope I'm, I'm going to toss you a softball here, maybe a chance to plug one of your one of your uh, uh, team sponsors. Uh, if somebody's coming over to Sequoia, uh, Coach, uh, this season to check out a game for uh, – um, to check out South Forsyth in, in the scrimmage or or uh, any other game this season, what's the best place to grab a pregame meal in Hickory Flat? Um, I'll just <laughs> cause we have so many of them responses. All of them are great, um, but I know Johnny's Pizza is awesome. Um, if you're coming over in the morning, I'd stop at Waffle House. To me, sometimes there's nothing better than Waffle House. My dad and I go there every Friday. Um, that's kind of our thing. Um, but if you're coming in the evening, you got to eat before the game. I'll probably stop at Johnny's. Okay. And he's a great guy. Good deal. And, and, and Coach, speaking of uh, uh, Johnny's, I know by the time this airs, this will be over, but uh, 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 you guys uh, pump for the wing-eating contest tomorrow. 
Once again, that's just the Cedarwood Tavern wing eating and school supply drive to, to support uh, uh, gathering uh, school supplies for all from all six uh, county high schools and, and really going for a good cause. So uh, hopefully we'll see you out there tomorrow. Um, um, Coach, that's all the questions I had. I, I appreciate it. Um, once again, it, it, I'm going to show my bias. This is a team that's special, near and dear to me, uh, players uh, that have – I've had an opportunity to coach on the basketball court, guys like uh, Collier Paith, Miles McGee, Cole Jacob, DJ King, uh, Manny Jenkins, um, and, and even uh, maybe some guys that you uh, – Jaden Mitchell, some guys you hadn't mentioned. We just uh, – I, I, can, I can say I know those, those kids are loved at Sequoia, um, and, and we wish – I wish the best uh, in every game this season, uh, and I, I want to see you succeed and, and these, these guys succeed this season. So best of luck to you this season, Coach. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. Uh, my pleasure, Coach. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks again to Coach James Teeter, the head coach of the Sequoia Chiefs out of Canton, Georgia. Uh, we appreciate his time and, and certainly do wish the Chiefs the best of luck this season. Don't forget, if you are in the Hickory Flat area on the evening of Thursday the 26th, stop by Johnny's Pizza uh, for the Cedarwood Tavern Wing Eating and School Supply Drive. Uh, the drive benefits a great cause, providing school supplies for students in the Cherokee County metro area. And I know those uh, football teams, all six county teams, have been working hard to collect those supplies and uh, have probably worked up a great appetite uh, to eat some wings on uh, Thursday evening. The fun and festivities start start at 7 o'clock. Love to see you guys out there. Please make sure to visit our sponsor for this segment of our conversation with coaches, Hill Strides. You can find them on Facebook, at Hillstrides, that's H-I-L-S-T-R-I-D-E-S, or you can contact them by email at hillstrides at yahoo.com. Hillstrides, servicing the Hickory Flat and Macedonia area for all of your dog walking and pet sitting needs. And as always, please feel free to share this podcast, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can find us at Turd Ferguson RPT on Twitter, that's T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N-R-P-T. And you can also find our blog on the web at turdferguson.com. That's T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Conversations with Coaches. This is Art Mosley, the host of the Turd Ferguson Report. Make it a great day, everybody.